In a world where three pudgy middle school history teachers discuss random aspects of history. Well, that's... that's all I got. No, Hatfield, we got you. Yeah, I, Wait, who you calling pudgy? Yeah, man, that's kind of rude. No, I'm rude. It's the History Bros Podcast. <laughs> History Bros Podcast coming at you live, recorded from this studio or basement or closet, wherever you happen to be or we happen to be, I guess, in this case. Gentlemen, welcome back to the bros. It's been a few weeks. Yeah. How are you? Uh, when was the... When, I guess the last time was with Kevin, right? Yeah. Then like, that was before I saw that was, Brian. That was back in odd five. <laughs> right? Holy oh cow. Gosh. I have not gotten any lighter if that's uh, anything to do with it. Well, it was back before the means. pandemic. No, it wasn't that far ago. No, it wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice try. <laughs> well, no. um, I have been, uh, I finally finished up my second session of uh, summer school. So I kind of nice. feel like it's been, uh, I, I, I want to say a whirlwind, but a whirlwind happening really slow and painful. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I mean, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I mean, it's, um, <laughs> it, you know, the, the purpose obviously is to try and fill in the gaps for what the students may have missed over the course of, uh, the year. But of course, sure. um, uh, yeah, I'm not not entirely certain. I mean, it was it, I taught language arts the second session, I taught science the first session, so two subjects I'm usually not um, uh, involved in that much. So it was a learning experience. It was a great experience from that capacity, but yeah, it was kind of it's nice to finally be done with school right before I go back to school. Mm. And when well, do you guys start? By the way, I got uh, two weeks from. I got a week and a half from today. Okay. Uh, we, I'm yes, two weeks yesterday. So, uh, as you're hearing this out there in podcast listener land, uh, a week and a half. Yeah, we will be heading back for um, mandatory teacher work days on the 18th, and Same then here. the kids will be coming back on the 24th. Oh, we're back on the 23rd with the kids, but yeah, we go back. I go back in the same day you do. See, I don't know if they're going to allow us to hang flags and stuff up because they were forbidding us to do all that because of cloth and COVID and all that kind of thing. So it's like, which is a little silly because they've kind of shown that it doesn't transfer on surfaces. Well, I mean, whatever. But what I what I usually do is when the kids have to cough, I usually say either use the inside of your elbow or go up to the American flag. Right. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, jeez. You do what you got to no, do. We're, like, we're going to get letters on that one. Oh, boy. <laughs> well, it's all a part of the critical race theory. Right. It's one of, the, one of the stages. It's coughing on the American flag. No. Um, so speaking of, yeah. <laughs> no, I have, uh, so I have the American flag uh, that I got from Mount Vernon. Um, I've got the North Carolina state flag. I got Blackbeard's flag, the join or die flag. Yeah. And I'm trying to get a Durham flag right now. So nice. Yeah, those are those are the. I mean, I want to have those up. It just makes it more interesting in class. Well, I never took mine down. So 
I'm going to be honest with you. I, I mentally, I'm still not ready to go back into the classroom. Oh, no. I have such a hard transition time, and I fill that usually by trying to do absolutely as many things as I can, travel-wise or otherwise, <laughs> during the, 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 the two weeks in August that I've got. And this year, I can't do quite as much. Um, but usually, like, that is my busiest time of the year is that last two weeks and stuff just pops up like, oh, I've got an open day. OK, I'm going to go to a training camp and work that for media. Oh, there's a media day <laughs> down at University of Iowa. I'm going to go do that. Oh, look, there's a baseball game. I'm going to go do that. I mean, and, you know, there's been some travel that, that we've uh, enjoyed here and some of it we've done together, some of us and some of it we haven't done together. But guys, if you're okay with it, I, I think we should talk about some of the travel we did and maybe some of the historical lessons we were able to learn from those areas. How's that sound? I mean, I went to I went to the lake. Uh, I I learned that you're not supposed to drink the lake water. Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. Well, is it? Uh, wait, is this kind of like lake, uh, like uh, like the James kind of Charles River or James whatever? Uh, no, it's it's mostly E. coli. <laughs> oh, wait, wait, what lake did you go to? <laughs> lake of the Ozarks. I where saw the, the drug, where all the drug dealers and stuff are because I saw that show on there. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's uh that they actually filmed that in uh, in Georgia, so I, I'd like to blame Georgia for that. Well, that, that makes more sense. There you go. <laughs> I I did see the James River. It was in South Dakota, but it's not and not the same one we were ta- we've been talking about. But I no, I did the see James it. River is a really long river. Right. I mean, right. It's the longest in North America, and it crosses right. the Mississippi and the Missouri. <laughs> It does. Right. It does. A, not, a, many, it's, not many people know that. It's a little I mean, known fact. Had, had only Lewis and Clark tried that one, I think they probably would have gotten just a bit farther. But I don't know. I mean, you know, there's a. Well, who, I mean, who am I? I mean, that's you know, <laughs> hindsight's always twenty twenty. Yeah, it, it's easy to come up with that stuff after the fact. But uh, so, did you did you see the stoplight in the river at the crossing of the rivers where the Mississippi crosses the James? <laughs> no, we weren't quite at that spot. We we were a little we were upstream from that. So it's um, the only nautical stoplight in the world. It's, I don't it's, know if you pre- know it's that. pretty fascinating, but not quite as fascinating as the railroad track crossings. Those are pretty. Did you know there actually right. were right. railroad track crossings? And actually, I did drive past the location where one of those used to be. Dead serious. <laughs> because not, none of the last three minutes was serious, for the record. <laughs> no, I know. Right, exactly. But I am dead serious. Every time we, we go up towards Albert Lee and Austin, Minnesota, the way we drive up there, you go through Teope, Minnesota. It's a town of about 300 people. And Dad always points in the southeast corner of town. There used to be an honest-to-God true... Uh, railroad crossing where there was an honest to God T in the railroad tracks and they crossed each other there. Huh? They said there's only like two in the world. That just doesn't seem safe. No, I don't think so either, but um, (laughs) it, it, it honest to God. I mean, it's funny that you mentioned that because those actually did exist. Well, usually they're called bridges. No, I know, but that's not what they had there. They didn't have a bridge. They had an honest to God railroad intersection. It was, yeah, Look at this up. was that was during the great bridge shortage of uh, eighty seven. Right. 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 Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> well, did you? Well, did you slow down? I mean, like I know because I have a CDL, and I know that you have to slow down for those things. So, I mean, did you? you know, I, I, we weren't and, riding on the train. Well, the train never. The train doesn't stop for an intersection. That's kind of one of the purposes of the intersection. No, but like they have signals so that you know there's ways that they communicate so they don't like. 
T-bone each other. What's happening right now? I don't know. I'll, I, you know I what? I'll start. A, I, I, I may have had a stroke. I'm going a little out of sequence here, but I'll Jesus. tell you this. I smell toast. I smell cinnamon toast. My <laughs> that sounds good. I'll tell you what. I'll start it. I'm out of sequence here, but uh, last, uh, not last week, two weeks ago, I went out to the Black Hills, and I'll tell you what. The Black Hills is an, a very interesting area. There's historical value. There's aesthetic value. There's a lot of politics out there right now. Um, it's an interesting place. And uh, we got to see some pretty cool stuff. But, I mean, seriously, I, I, have either of you had a chance to go to the Black Hills? I've never been up that way, no. I have. Uh, I've been across the Mississippi um, back in the 90s when I was doing an outdoor drum in Farmington, New Mexico. And then I went up to Colorado. But I don't think I've been much further north okay. than that over in that area, so. Well, then I won't, I won't stay on it too long, but uh, here's what I'll tell you. There, there are some historical – there's a lot of historical museums out there related to prospecting, mining. Um, sure. <laughs> there's actually a Founders Museum out there where they've got uh, busts of the Founders, uh, I guess. Or no, full statues. It's a full rendering of the, the signing of the Declaration. Um, and they've got some other stuff. We didn't end up going to that one. Um, but, I mean, even, like, the National Park Center, visitor centers at, at these different places, you know, if you're interested in prehistoric history, the prehistoric geology that goes along with it, it's it's really pretty fascinating. Like, mm-hmm. Devil's Tower, it's crazy how that was formed. It pushed liquid hot magma up through the rocks, <laughs> and it cooled, you know. Uh, and then as it dried, it basically cracked, and that's what makes these those weird-looking columns that go 200 feet in the air. I mean, it's just crazy. Yeah, that's that's a fascinating structure. It you is. Know, are are the the Black Hills? Is that also where they were doing the Crazy Horse Monument? Am I yes, you are absolutely okay. correct. Yeah. And yeah, yeah. so my, my 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 wife and kids were on a helicopter ride. They said, "Do you think they'll ever get that finished?" She goes, "Yeah, sometime in the next seventy to ninety years." Well, what's is it because is it because of funding that they can't? Mostly, it's all or? it's all privately done. So there there's no yeah no government money being. Siphoned well, off. It's that's all private donation. Right. Well, if there's one thing that I certainly don't want in my national monuments is to have socialism involved. Right. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, you can still see it. We we did not go into the visitor center for that one just mm-hmm. because uh, time we were had had issues. We did go up to Mount Rushmore, um, and, and the history of how they built that is actually as fascinating yeah. as the guys that are on that that uh, monument. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they dynam so they had to dynamite a half a billion tons of rock off the face of that of that mountain before they could get down to rock that they could actually carve with. That's crazy. It, exactly. One of the other cool stories is it was actually originally intended to have basically a waist up for for every president. And right. if you look, you can see on George Washington the you can see his lapel collars from his coat. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got, uh, yeah, lapels. Yeah, you, you can see it because they started on it. And then what happened is they ran into bad rock and they realized the way they were going to do it, um, it was going to split. There would be a big crack right through his nose that probably would not be stable and would eventually fall off. Yeah. So they and re- another way to tell that story is they got to that point and they just said, to hell with that. This is hard enough as it is. Well, (laughs) there's probably some of that involved too, I think. I didn't read the whole thing on that. But yes, I think there's part of that too. But what they ended up doing to to solve the problem with the crack is they rotated his head like 25 degrees 
to make it oh, work. Nice. So, yeah. And then I think they tilted his head up a little bit, too. But, um, you know, it, that's the thing is, like, Mount Rushmore, like, the first time I saw it, I'm like, gosh, that's a lot smaller than I would have imagined. This time I saw it, it's like, no, nah, that's big. That's pretty darn big up there. Um, but it's, it's a nice area. It, it's it's a really, really nice area to be. Hmm. And uh, there's some there's a highway you can drive where there's three tunnels that line up, and you can see the the faces on the on Rushmore through the tunnels. Oh, cool. And that, yeah, that's really, really neat. Um, but I mean, you just think about the, 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 the thing that we didn't, and I should have spent more time on this. And we just, we were doing a flying trip, trying to hit as many different things as we possibly could with the kids. But that also was a very, very, uh, native American influenced area. Sure. Um, oh yeah. And oh, for yeah. a long a time, the, are... yeah, for a long time, the Native American influence out there was held down uh, and not really allowed to, to come through. But like the Oglala, Dakota, and Oglala, Oglala Sioux, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, they have a bunch of, of influence and they've got some museums. I would have liked to have spent some time getting into that and finding out what their experience was, you know, pre-Columbus uh, and then what the experience was with Western expansion, you know, and just had had those conversations, and 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 learn their perspective on all that. Because obviously we know our perspective. It would, and I I really missed the boat on that. I missed an opportunity. Hmm. Yeah, yeah I, th- I think there is it. Are they considered the Sioux or Lakota, or is it kind of because I know there's several I, different um, tribes that are known as the Lakota. I think it's the Lakota know. Sioux. Like mm-hmm. I think they're. You know how you got the five-year coronations? I think, and this, again, I could have found out, and I didn't find out by having a conversation with anybody. I think it's Lakota Sioux, as in, like, it's one of the branches of the Sioux tribe. Right, okay. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, I mean, it, it, it's a neat area. So, I mean, that was, that was a trip. We didn't necessarily get into a ton of history on that one. Um, but we definitely got into some geology when we went on the UTV out in the in the hills and the trails, and almost got run over by a deer. I think I talked about this before in the past, where um, uh, I was reading a book that was talking about um, uh, uh, racist treatment of Japanese Americans during World War II and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And um, the author, at the very like the last two paragraphs on the last page of the book, I've been reading this entire book about the. You know, was the 442nd and a regimental combat team and uh, just all this amazing stuff that they did and the hardships that they went through. And then it goes in to say, um, you know, racism exists, you know, um, as there was this one road that they called Jap Road that he was referencing. <laughs> and he says, uh, and uh, existed in the White House occupied by um, the man who did executive order. Uh, the executive order for internment of Japanese, you know, the same president whose face is on Mount Rushmore and da 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 da. And I was like, wait, 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 what? <laughs> he got the wrong Roosevelt, didn't he? And I read it again Hold on. and I'm like, what? I mean, there's only four faces on there. Right. He got the and, it's, and, and I was just like, I read and I'm like, how much else? I mean, if you got something like that that was wrong, then what else did he possibly just either skim through or sort of, you know, whatever? And so, of course, I sent him an email, and I said, um, you know, uh, you have the wrong Roosevelt that's on there. Um, he didn't respond because... That's you know, hilarious. But, yeah, it was just kind of like, seriously, dude? Come on. Anyway. I wonder how many other people responded to him saying, hey, dude, you got the wrong Roosevelt. The wrong Roosevelt. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Hopefully a lot. 
I mean, the rest of the book was good, but again, when you get to that point, you're like, well, how, what other things are factually inaccurate once you get to something that obvious? Right, exactly. Yeah, that's exactly. brutal. But um, I, that's one of the places that uh, my wife and I are hoping to get to um, at one point is um, Mount Rushmore. It's a neat area. You, you'll certainly enjoy it. Um, and, uh, you know, you're not that far from Yosemite and a lot of the other national parks. So um, if you enjoy the outdoors, head that head, go west, young man. Mm-hmm. Now, how long of a trip is that for you? Uh, for us to get out there is about a eight and a half, about eight, eight and a half, give or take, uh, of hard driving. Um, we left a little afternoon. And got to Murdo, South Dakota, because we wanted to go to the... Well, here's actually... This is a really cool thing, uh, history-wise. It's called the Pioneer Auto Show in Murdo, South Dakota. Mm-hmm. And I think I put it out on Instagram uh, recently, kind of on our, on our Instagram page. And it's, it's a car show. Uh, but if you ever think about, like, the buildings that the American Pickers would go through... Sure. That's exactly what it's like. And the, the Pickers mm. did go through there. In fact, they bought one of the Pickers vans, and it sits out in front of the thing. So you think the Pickers are there whenever you're there. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, but, I mean, they've got – my, my son wanted to go there because it had two cars. They're from Iowa, right? The Pickers are, yeah. yeah but yeah, they, yeah. he wanted to go to the Murdo show not because of that. He wanted to go because they had one of the original Smokey and the Bandit Trans Ams. and. Mm. And nice. one, yeah, and one of the original General Lees from the Dukes of Hazard. Nice, but I mean, they've got a car that Elvis owned, a James James Dean car, uh, or no, it's a motorcycle that Elvis owned. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I had a I had a General Lee wrist racer in my youth. There you go. Nice, but I mean, I don't know, if, I don't know how many people remember what those even were, but <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> But I mean, the the thing about it is, is is if there's a car that you had when you were young, and you're like, oh, I'd love to see that again, it's probably sitting at this place. <laughs> so, did they have kit? No, my son thought they did, but it turned out it wasn't. It was a it was a pacer. No, it wasn't a pacer. Ah. It wasn't a pacer. It was a Rambler. It was a no. Rambler. Oof. Did they have the um, the truck from Beverly Hillbillies? They did not have that one. Well, then they don't have anything there. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. Oh, boy. So what hard I mean, to please everyone. Model T's, Model A's. Uh, you ever heard of the, the VW thing? No. Oh, yes. They yes. Had, uh, uh, a friend of mine has one of those. It, they had one of those there, too. It is the we- it's not the weirdest looking car ever, but like it's kind of like a combination between a truck and a car and an hmm. army jeep. It's, it's, a, it's, it's weird looking. But anyway, they had a ton of different cars there. They had a ton of different other not-car memorabilia, including old video games, uh, pinball machines. There was a Pac-Man machine there from your two younger days. You know, mm. like you'd see at a Pizza Hut? Yes. So it's, not the, it's not the upright. It's like the tabletop. It's the sit-down. Yeah, the tabletop yeah. one. Nice. That's good. See how those two knew what I was talking about? That's, That's super old school. I actually knew what that was, too. They had one when I was at the Pizza Hut where I, where I lived, so. There you go. Yeah, my wife starts. Probably, just, I, I think they're required to have one of those in a Pizza Hut these days. It's, it those. seems like it, doesn't it? But anyway, they would have that, or they would have. Wouldn't they have it what? Just, it was we had a, ours was Donkey Kong actually. It was oh, a sit down no. Donkey Kong. Oh really? Yeah. Nice. All right, we're rock on. Um, <clears throat> I know Brian and I went some places, but I'll, we can talk about that later. Uh, 
Hatfield, you've done some traveling. Can you want to talk about where you've been and where you're going? Well, um, so uh, went last weekend. So my uh, last day of summer session was last week, and then mm-hmm. um, and we're recording this on a Thursday, yes, on uh, August the fifth. So last week we were um, out there, um, and so when I, when we finished up, wanted to go down and uh, visit mom down in uh, Georgia, and since she lives outside of Savannah. Um, I wanted to go down there and kind of take a look at some of the places there mm-hmm. and just kind of show my wife and actually even mom where um, we filmed some of the parts of the conspirator. Nice. Um, which I know sounds kind of silly or whatnot, but I mean, and I know that you guys give me a lot of grief and I kind of like, you know, puff myself up and stuff like that about it, just sort of in a very kind of uh, exaggerated way. Yeah. But considering that I really did try to pursue acting for as long as I did and how many times it was like, I was just shut out time after time after time, then to have had the opportunity to work in a movie like that with the people that were in it was like, it, it was like a, a dream come true. Oh, absolutely. Um, oh, even sure. oh, we give you like crap, little, but we're still yeah. jealous and impressed. Well, no, but it was, you know, this little kind of a blip of a thing, but to, to sit there, because I remember, so um, one of the places that I went, I, I, I will um, eventually make it out to um, to uh, Fort Pulaski, which is one of the places that we shot, um, and the outside is still heavily damaged from um, uh, cannon fire from um, uh, the Union. Um, but, um, uh, we didn't get a chance to go out there cause it was about an hour or so outside of, uh, uh, Savannah. Um, but I did go down to, um, the street where is, uh, where they, uh, you know, in the film Lincoln's been shot and they take him out of Ford's theater and it's when they're, you know, taking him across the street, trying to find, cause you know, sure. they didn't have like hot, they didn't have emergency rooms. So they're trying to find someplace. Mm-hmm. that's controlled that they can secure to try and save Lincoln's life. And so in the film, they're carrying him out and it's this big kind of swelling music and it's this big emotional thing. Mm-hmm. And so we were on the street where they filmed that. And um, I hadn't been on that street since, you know, I wasn't there for that particular scene, but um, we shot the interior scenes in a completely different house on that same street than the <laughs> house that they took Lincoln into. Sure. Um, and I was trying to remember which one it was, but um, it was so weird to be back here. And it was like, oh, my God, yeah, this is where it was. And um, they still had a lot of the stuff outside um, for the um, uh, to sort of replicate Ford's theater. Oh, really? Um, yeah. I mean, not not now. I mean, when I got there, this was back in 2009. So they had the Our American Cousin placard that was outside. <laughs> oh, had, sure. Um, that kind of stuff. But um, obviously, I don't think... I don't believe that it's on any big tours. Right. But, um, <laughs> and it seems the movie, it's kind of interesting because uh, there are scenes where they use a judicious amount of fog to block what would obviously have been seen as very modern buildings beyond <laughs> uh, a certain point. Um, but anyway, um, so we went to go see that, and that was kind of neat to sort of, you know, be there again. Um, and it just the, the and you know I don't especially when the cars are parked there, it's just like this you know it kind of kills the magic of it of all these. But anyway, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Savannah's beautiful. So I don't know if if in, if either of you gentlemen have ever been to Savannah. No, it's not. it's on my list. 
it's such a gorgeous place and um uh, another place that i wanted to go see which was actually pretty nearby was uh, the savannah theater which was the um uh, original location for the athenium theater where um um the vice president of the confederacy steven wait uh, alexander stevens mm-hmm. um gave his um cornerstone speech mm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. And um, so I just wanted to kind of just inhabit that space. Now, the building does not look anything like it used to because apparently it was, it was uh, damaged a few years or some years later uh, by a massive um, hurricane that came through. They've had some flooding, some fires, and now the outside mm-hmm. of it, um, the um, outside has been designed. Um, the last time I think it was actually rebuilt was ever was in the 1940s. So it has a very kind of like mid-century sort of, you know, um, I guess I want to say like um, back to the future style, you know. But 50s style theater. Right. Yeah. And it yeah. was um, it was but it was just to sit there and just kind of go, this is where he gave that speech. And, you know, and it's always place, whenever man. I've gotten into debates with people that are saying, oh, well, no, the Civil War wasn't about slavery. It's like, ah, da, 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 da. <laughs> guess what this yes, it was. is you know kind of what it was about um it's weird to to kind of been there i mean again we always talk about the power of place mm-hmm. but um one of one of the cool things though um uh, my wife's family lives outside of cleveland and we've gone to cleveland before and one of the things is kind of like the meeting of like history and cinema in some cases, how things sort of do a little crossroads. And so, mm-hmm. um, for example, in the Avengers, when Loki um, takes out the eyeball of that guy and he comes out <laughs> and has the big fight with Captain America and there's all these people. Um, I think that's, I can't remember what the name of that, the, the building is in front of that. But as he's coming out, the police come and he takes the scepter and he shoots uh, the police cars and the police cars blow up and flip over. Sure. So you see this big kind of brightly lit sort of awning that's um, that the, the police car kind of flips. And that is the window where Ralphie was looking at <laughs> right. the Red Rider BB gun. <laughs> and so it's like, I mean, that's exactly where they shot that. And so for me, it's just kind of like, I'm having this huge nerd wormhole kind of thing that's going on right here. <laughs> Um, but this one was kind of the same way because if you're standing there and you're looking at um, the Savannah Theater, you turn around and there's Chippewa Square, which is what the the, the backdrop for all the Forrest Gump bench scenes were. Mm. <laughs> it wasn't it wasn't on that side; it was on another because it is literally a square. Uh, Savannah mm-hmm. has so many of them, and there's a statue of Oglethorpe, who was uh, basically the founder of the colony of Georgia. Um, but on, um, I it may have actually been, I'm not exactly sure if it was on the opposite side or whatnot. But so that's kind of, so that's a weird thing to think, you know, Forrest Gump's being filmed over here. Meanwhile, you know, a uh, hundred plus years prior to that, this huge racist speech is being made at this theater. <laughs> right. Um, so it was just, a, you know, it's just an interesting um, combination of things. But Savannah, it's, it's, it's really gorgeous. When I lived in Wilmington, it felt like little Savannah. Sure. Um, it wasn't quite um, as, uh, uh, you know, as massive and uh, as, you know, in, in depth as Savannah is. But if you get a chance, it's 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 really nice. It's really yeah, nice. I've got a, I, I need to make time to go to Savannah. I, I need to make time to go to uh, Charleston, South Carolina. 
Charleston's um, Charleston's very nice too. I've just nice. for the, for those exact reasons, just to be just immersed in all the well, one amazing thing in architecture and history. I sent you guys a picture of this um, while we were uh, driving around. We saw another location that they used, and it seemed like they were all within like a few blocks of each other. Um, <laughs> in the conspirator, um, the, uh, uh, the lawyer has you know finally found out what the um, that uh, the the church is sort of sheltering um, uh, John Surratt, and so oh, yeah. he goes. He meets up with. Um, a priest and he says you know i need to get a word i'm gonna need to get a you know i need to talk to john Surratt. and he's like i can only pass along a message and it's like this it's kind of a stone and you see all these archways well i happen to just stumble across it as we're driving around and it was connected to a building that was sherman's headquarters during his <laughs> march to the sea <laughs> And so I had to take a picture of this placard that was nearby with me looking very angry because it was like, you know, because um, being the, the token Southerner on the podcast, I feel like it's my <laughs> duty to represent the anger of the South. <laughs> right, right, right. Tecumseh Sherman. But anyway, so um, but there's so much history of that kind of stuff. Um, yeah. Uh, all just all over the place. And. Um, and now with GPS and being able to do all that kind of stuff, you're able to go exactly to where they are. You don't have to necessarily search for them all that much. Right. Yeah, yeah. And um, then this weekend we'll be heading um, up to uh, well Virginia, but then traveling over to West Virginia to go take a look at some of the um, Hatfield um, sites. Um, so um, I don't exactly know how in-depth uh, my um, uncle, my father's youngest brother still lives up there and um on just like a, a little bit of a personal note it's you know i want to go up there and see these spots that they grew up because my dad had taken me there back in the 90s and um there's so many questions that i still would have wanted to ask him like specifics and since he's gone this is like sure. i feel like one of the only opportunities i have to really see those kind of things so for me it's a very personal journey um it's very, it's, it's, I mean, to have that personal tie to it, but um, also having it be historical, um, it's a very, it's a very, very strange uh, emotion and feeling to have. Well, I think we asked um, you about that at one time is, you know, what, what is it like to have your family history be American history? And, well, I, and somebody, somebody asked me that recently. And I said, I, I have no point in my life where I, you know, didn't know about it that right. i can remember it's just it's always been it's you know i guess it would anybody who's infamous or anything like that it's just it's always been a part of your life so you don't you don't know it any other way that's true um but yeah. to go but to go up there um i don't exactly we're going to go to the graveyard i know uh, probably the mccoy and the hatfield uh, cemeteries um and I'm not, and we're going to see like my, where my dad grew up and there's um, a train station that's there too, that my grandfather was the last station agent at mm. and they've uh, refurbished that into a museum. So I think we're going to be going to go see all that stuff too. So that's nice. going to be our last, uh, my last big sort of like trip um, before uh, school will start up in the next couple of weeks. Sure. So well, that's what I got going on. Yeah, we, I think uh, we can all say we look forward, but the two of us look forward to how that turns out and what you find out. Oh, and, very much uh, so. Hopefully we can get you to share it with us. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. Um, 
I think there might be a way I can. Hey, there you go. <laughs> There's a few different ways we might be able to do that. So right. Um, right. So well, tell me about this Freedom Foundation nonsense that you guys went on. Yeah. So, Brian, you wanted to start, or you want me to start? Uh, I'll I'll start. I, so we, uh, Rude and I, got to spend uh, a week. Um, on essentially in the same place that Washington uh, uh, um, stationed his army uh, in the winter of 1777 uh, at Valley Forge um, through an organization called the Freedoms Foundation at Valley Forge. Uh, They do teacher institutes. They do kind of historic. um, It's a little heavy on the history, uh, not as in depth with like the um, Pedagogy. like classroom type stuff, but, no. uh, but it does give you a, a really good foundation, um, for being able to discuss the historical, historical aspects of, um, you know, where, to, wherever it is you're, you're visiting. We were doing the Philadelphia campaign, um, which is all of the things that took place in and around Philadelphia, um, mm. you know, from 1770 back to six, I guess, all the way through 1778. So everything from Washington crossing the Delaware um, to the end of like the Valley Forge uh, times and then into like the the battles of um, Trenton and Princeton. So, Well, I I know that you would express some concern about um, going to visit uh, the crossing of the Delaware and hoping, I think, in fact, praying that it would not be some babbling brook that you could easily just sort of step over. Because, you know, they do, you know, sometimes when you're taking a look at things, how it's depicted in art and stuff like that, and you go to the space and you're like, it's it's like it's a little mound. It's like it's nothing. It's not this big deal. Plymouth Rock. um, Right. Right. So um, was that, I mean, were you impressed? Were you satisfied with the outcome? No, the Delaware River was, uh, it's, it's good sized. I mean, it's, it's no Mississippi. It's certainly not the intersection of the Mississippi and the James, but, uh, but it's it's a substantial river. So it's not like something we could, you know, skip, skip rocks across or anything like that. Um, We had a great time. I, I mean, we, we got to see some, uh, some, you know, Things that were there in 1777, we got to see um, some really interesting um, memorabilia, some some very cool uh, like structures, and and just again, just that power of place was just uh, was incredible. Rude, you could speak more to this if you'd like. Yeah, so I mean, we saw first off, you're with with. 40 or 50 some other educators that, right. you know, so that part's cool. Although I will say this group was not nearly as tight as the group we had at, at Williamsburg, not even. Close. Well, there were so many of us. I mean, right. they were, they were actually overbooked. They were, yeah. I think there were 60 of us actually, which is, yeah. it's, a, it was an immense group. Um, and with having to social distance and stuff on the bus, I don't know how many buses did they wind up having to one. They did not social distance on the bus. Mm-mm. Oh, you guys were just that unpopular. <laughs> yes. We the the photo you're referring to is uh is was taken when not everyone was on the bus. Oh, okay. That's true. Yeah. That's right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> um but Thank uh, you for that though. <laughs> yeah. You know, the the biggest thing is you go to sites and you see the battlefields and so Oh yeah. Um this this focused uh, you know, this is uh, after Washington abandoned New York City. And they right. were going to try to regroup to maintain Philadelphia. And 
Uh, obviously, it didn't quite happen that way. So, I mean, we're at the Battle of, you know, we're at the Battle of Brandywine. We're at the Battle of Paoli. We're at Princeton. We're at, um, we didn't go Germantown. through Germantown. We didn't yeah. go through, through uh, Trenton. And they said it was not the best part of town to be in. <laughs> uh, <laughs> New Jersey, you know, what, what, what can you help? Oh, uh, what was the last one? Monmouth? Up at the, the Monmouth battlefield where yeah. uh, Charles Lee uh, didn't stop the retreat. And uh, for all the Hamilton fans out there, where Charles Lee uh, didn't stop the retreat and Washington was furious at him. And Yes. Yeah. Wait, wasn't he the one? Is, is Monmouth the one that I'm thinking where he actually was like almost running faster than the retreating <laughs> soldiers? Very possibly. <laughs> it's, it's very possible. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. The, uh, there was a lot of different stories told. Um, our, the guy who led it, Arch, who's amazing, he's, he said he'd be on our podcast. We'll get him on mm-hmm. eventually. Uh, he told one story, and then the historian there said, no, he's got it all completely wrong. <laughs> so you remember that, Brian? Yeah, well, that was at Monmouth. That was funny. That was Monmouth, yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah. Um, well, he, I don't know if he said he was completely wrong. He said there's, there, is, there is a different interpretation. Right. Um, which is which happens all the time, you know. You get right. one historian's interpretation of, of the battle, and then you get someone else's interpretation of the battle, and they don't always they don't always mesh. So it happens. That yeah. Happens. Um, so I mean, the power of place was strong with us. Oh yeah. And I mean, we had some pretty interesting guest lectures. Uh, I had a very auspicious start to the week. Um, between my travel difficulties, getting there, almost missing the. Uh, shuttle, thinking I'd missed the shuttle and pay, uh, getting ready to pay $139 for an Uber ride, and then showing <laughs> up and calling Brian a putz in front of the group before anybody knew who the hell I was. Uh, I, uh, yeah, it turned into a very good good week, though. Seems seems on brand. It's it's on yeah, brand. it's right. It's right. par for course for the bros. But anyway, um, you know, were there any were there any friends from Colonial Williamsburg? That were oh Williamsburg? yeah, Tracy Mitchell was there. Yeah, Tracy oh. Mitchell. Good old from Tracy. Chicago. And uh, our other tie was Lindsay. Ah, she had done the first. Uh, this was the, we were on the second Philadelphia uh, session. They had right. done one three weeks prior to that, and Lindsay Randall um, from Arkansas, and I, somebody else. I can't remember who it was. Uh, it was April. Ah, yes, April, that's right. Yes. April. Yeah, uh, they were at that one, so you know they were fresh in Arch's mind. And yes. he took it out on us. Yes, he did. <laughs> okay, so can I just, Brian, can I just tell the story about coming into the room? Sure. Okay, so here's what happens. I had a heck of a time getting out there. I had plane delays that you couldn't believe, and the last shuttle was supposed to go, leave at 530. I landed at like 537, and I'm like, there's no way I'm going to make it. Long and short of it, I was in an Uber when the contact called and said, hey, where are you? So well, I just got in, in an Uber. He's like, oh, no. And I'm like, don't tell me you're still here. He's like, yeah, we are. I paid the Uber driver 20 bucks, got out, and got on the shuttle because that was still cheaper than having to pay. How far away was the Uber from the shuttle? Like, how far had you gone? We had driven 200 feet. 200 feet. <laughs> hey, you know what? For 20 bucks, that's a nice return. I mean, that's... Yeah, he did He did well. He did that. pretty well. He did pretty well. So anyway, I get there, and the other problem was I'm like, I was mad because Gino's steaks in the airport was closed. And I'm like, I'm, I'm going to miss supper. And Gino's is closed. So I'm like, great. And like, here's the thing about Freedom's Foundation. It's not like you're out in the middle of the wilderness, but it's not like there's a convenience store in walking distance. 
Right. Like everything's right. so I'm like, there's if I don't get anything, I'm not getting supper tonight. Sure. Because you got you got to think when you're wandering around the the former barracks at Valley Forge, you're hoping <laughs> there's the sheets there so you can go grab a burger. I was hoping for a, for a Wawa, but yes, I know what you mean. <laughs> right. But anyway. <laughs> We get there, and, and the first person I see on the bus is Tracy, and she goes, Jason! And my God, that was truthfully the best part of the, the first day for me, just because <laughs> of everything that had happened. When I saw her, it's like, oh, my God, okay, I'm, it's going to be She's okay. Great. She's, She's great. She's so awesome. She's fantastic. She is. and She just, she, she was the one of the only uh, language arts teachers, I think, at the uh, Colonial Williamsburg one, I think. Correct, yeah. She was the only language arts teacher at uh, Valley Forge as well. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, we get, uh, we get there, and they fed us. And it was great food. That opening dinner was great. And then they yep. sent us upstairs to where Arch was already talking. Into the group, and they were going as I'm walking in. They're go, you can see they're going around saying who they are, how long they've taught, and where they're from. And yep. the timing could not have been more perfect. I uh, walked, honest to God, it was absolutely perfect or imperfect timing, depending on how you view it. <laughs> because but, as soon yeah. as I walked in the room, it's Brian Geldmacher going, Brian Geldmacher, however many years, St. Louis, Missouri. And Arch is looking at him, and I come up behind him. I said, and he's a putz. Mm -hmm. I'm like, and that guy is a putz. And all of a sudden, Arch, you could see him kind of wheel around and look. He's like, huh? He was horrified. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> know your audience. You got to know your audience. And then he, he, he turns back around and looks at Brian. He goes, and you know Lindsay. He goes, and Brian goes, yeah. And I said, and he's still a putz. Or a schmuck, I think it was. I, he's still a schmuck. And he turns and looks at me and goes, who the hell are you? <laughs> and I go, Jason Root, 14 years, New Hampton, Iowa. And he looks at me, he's like, and you know Lindsay. I said, sure do. And he goes, God help you both. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. And immediately I'm like, yeah. oh, that was a mistake. I shouldn't have done that. But so that was our that was our introduction to the group. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What is it with like just not necessarily because I wasn't there, but the three of us. It's like it seems like we always tend to start the most trouble, regardless of whatever organ, you know, whatever outing we happen to go to. I mean, I, we're, I, honestly, honestly God, we're not trying. <laughs> <laughs> right. It's just natural. It's yeah. really natural. <laughs> I mean, I can imagine when I go to the White House Historical Institute, how, I mean, I will, there's a good, there's a good chance that I'll be escorted off the premise. You're probably going to have to lay low for a little bit at some point. Yeah, you'll be on a watch list. Good luck. <laughs> right. Remember that White <laughs> not, House tour? I'm not going to be able to fly home. Looks like I'll be spending a $3,000 Uber Ryan. <laughs> Remember that White House tour you were supposed to get? Yeah, you can probably kiss that goodbye. <laughs> right. <laughs> You're going to have a couple special escorts throughout the entire, <laughs> right. entire duration of the week. <laughs> now, that said, I did do better because by the end of it, in fact, guys, I am wearing the winning T-shirt right now. They have a, a historical T-shirt contest, and ah, I won yes. that. Arch, I was Arch's pick. So clearly I was able to wear him down and get him to come over to the dark side. And what shirt, pray tell, are you wearing, sir? It is a picture of George Washington... Mm. Hold, with uh, six-pack abs holding two dumbbells, and it says history buff. So he is shirtless. Yes. And he is... Weightlifting. Absolutely decked out, mm -hmm. and he's got dumbbells, and it says history buff. That's the shirt that... Uh, that won it. Well, <sighs> it, it, which, I, um... it pales in comparison to the one I wanted to wear. Well... But I, couldn't, I... I couldn't find it. it. It's a picture of George Washington 
doing uh, a uh, a running. Or no, he's doing a, a flying elbow <laughs> drop off the top rope onto a British soldier. Ah, I like that one. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, the, you know, having a ripped George Washington working out, the objectification of George Washington, um, I have a big issue with that. In fact, well, I'm offended. You know, okay, he's, well, he's a man. Go. He has thoughts. He has feelings. Look <laughs> into his mind, not just his body. So anyway, <laughs> speaking of George Washington and Martha, we met oh, some God, other people know. that ran into Martha in the week after we were out there. That's true. Brian, you we should... did meet. Uh, we met some a couple folks from Iowa who were, they were uh, not, not from Iowa. Iowa. Uh, Utah, Utah, Utah. That's what I was thinking. I was thinking of you. I don't know why. Thanks. Why would I think of you? Uh, they were from Utah, and uh, they were. Uh, he and his wife were. Um, I mean, I don't want to say interpreters, but kind of, uh, right. kind of like character interpreters. Um, and he goes around and portrays a printer living in Boston, um, you know, in the 1760s or whatever it is. And uh, they spent the week with us. He did an, an, an amazing, um, like, a pr- uh, printing demonstration. They brought a printing oh, press yeah. with them. They built um, a printing press. They printed, yeah, built the whole thing. It, they were they were fantastic. Uh, they were an absolute pleasure to, to hang out with. Mm-hmm. So, but talk about how they incredibly dressed. knowledgeable. Talk about how it was. It was. It, it took about 30, 30 minutes to to realize what was going on. But when we got there, the very first day, we're out on in the Brandywine battlefield, and there's a guy standing there and a woman standing there in period clothing. Mm-hmm. And that's how they dressed for the entire week, except for. Yeah. The last day? No. Oh, they came to the dinner with Thomas Jefferson dressed in uh, modern clothes. Regular clothes. <laughs> yeah, well, whatever you want to call Civ- it. In their civvies. Right, yeah. <laughs> but that's, they were they were awesome. Uh, is it Gove? Is that, that how you say his name? I I don't know. A Gov, maybe? Because I thought he was, I thought they were oh, calling it is him Gov. Doug. It's Gov. Gov and uh, Nikki. Uh, I can't yeah. think of their last name. But he's a professor of, of all things information technology at BYU. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Dead serious. Okay. So he, he teaches information systems. <laughs> yes. Of and, all things. Um, and then he, he interprets uh, as an 18th century printer, which is. I was going to you know. say, um, apparently <laughs> um, antiquated technology. <laughs> right. Yeah. Right. But yeah, the irony was not lost. He gets it. <laughs> yeah. The one question I always wanted to ask him is if he came in. I like on the first day of class dressed in his his uh, 17th or 18th century clothing. And then, OK, we're going to talk about uh, information technology. Let's get out the pencil. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sh- I would imagine he's got to start with the printing press somewhere in there and kind of. Build I, would, I would imagine so. I if mean, you could print even... anything in the world in history, <laughs> what would it be? No, I'm just that would be <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Well, he prints all kinds of constitutions. We printed constitutions that day, didn't we? Uh, declarations. Declarations. And then. Like bron- the bronze signs? Yes. And then okay. what was the other thing he was talking about with the semen? Oh, good Lord. Uh, it was an advertisement. <laughs> <laughs> That's a nice way to introduce it. Oh, um, oh, it was wow. an advertisement for the, the Navy. Um. Uh, uh, let me find it. I can find it. Hang on a second. Talk amongst yourselves. You know, uh, funny thing that was also um, Meriwether Lewis's dog's name. Was it really? Seaman. Seaman. S-E-A-M-A-N. Seaman. 
Okay. Well, that's what... So this thing, I think, obviously was meant to have the joke behind it, but obviously us middle school teachers knew how things would go in our class with that. But, I mean, he gave, he printed them, and he was giving them away. And what's neat about these two is a couple things. First off, uh, they were there with us, and they were just fun to talk to. Just a blast. Um, the second thing is they went on to other places. So, like, right after they were with us, they were at... Uh, Mount Vernon doing a printing demonstration and then they were yep. at Colonial Williamsburg doing a printing demonstration and they have a picture with <gasps> Lady Washington. Yeah, that's yes, right. They do. And that, they're in Massachusetts right right now. I think they're getting ready to head back. But um, in a few years, it's going in five years we're going to be at the 250th anniversary of the country or in the signing of the Declaration of Independence. They're looking to take it on a, on a nationwide tri- a tour. Um, Taking so, the printing press around and doing the whole yeah. Yeah. So um, we're going to keep the advertisement you were referring to is an advertisement for the encouragement of all gentlemen, seamen, and able bodied landsmen who have the mind to distinguish themselves in the glorious cause of their country. Basically, they're raising a navy uh, to be commanded by John Paul Jones. This is uh, given by order of uh, President of the Continental Congress, or oh, well, Congress at this point. Um, in March, uh, 1777. So it's a, it's an advertisement. So like the few, the proud, the Marines, this is, this is, uh, this is for the Navy actually. Right. Well, it does take a village to raise a Navy. So yeah, they, they printed these out for us, took, were able to take souvenirs home. Um, Nice. Yeah, that was, it was really awesome. You know, we haven't even talked about Philadelphia. No, we really haven't. <laughs> we, you know, the other thing we got to talk about with that is the young lady from South Carolina that met her dead relative. Ah, yeah, that's awesome. That is a great that, story. That um, met her dead relative. Yeah, she her one of her great greats is uh, a signer of the Declaration, and at the National Constitution Center, they in Philadelphia they have um, what's called the Hall of Signers, mm-hmm. which when you walk into this room and you're surrounded by all of these actual life-size statues of all of the signers of the Declaration of Independence. Mm-hmm. That you guys um, are putting your phones in to look like they were taking photos. Yes, that's correct. Correct. Yes, that's correct. Right. Um, she has a relative who has a statue there. So she was extremely emotional um, about mm. experiencing that. Uh, we I, Did we post that video or is that her video? That's her video. I, I, we okay. could see if we could maybe share it, but... Um, that would be interesting. But you, you know who took the video for her? Well, that would be you. That would be me, Jason Rude. Yeah, she she was, I mean, she was ecstatic. She was emotional. Um, she had tears in her eyes. The docent came over and said, are you okay? And she said, I'm related to him. And he goes, oh, that's fantastic. Um, yeah. Yeah, it, was a re- it was a really cool moment. It really was. Um, and, and so there's, so it's what's funny is in the video, she gives me her phone and says, would you record it? I said, absolutely, I will do that for you. In fact, I think I asked her, do you want this recorder? She's like, yeah. And so she gives me her phone. And so I'm following her. And it's it's almost like having a steady cam, except it wasn't steady. But it's that, <laughs> <laughs> it's that feel of, you know, that first person behind her kind of. Um, yeah, moving amongst the crowd, yeah. Yeah, and so we're moving, in this case, amongst the statues, kind of around to the <laughs> right. Like, we're going to flank this thing. And she's, like, it's kind of like a squirrel looking for, for nuts. She's looking on the ground to figure out where these are. And the docent says the guy's name. And I, he's from Delaware, and I cannot think of his la- his name right now off the top of my head. For the life of me, I can't think of his name either. Um, but, yeah, he's from Delaware. And so the guy's talking about how all of these are 
accurate representations of these people except for one. We don't know for sure what he looked like because there's no record of it. And she says the guy's name, or he, the docent says his name, and she turns around and looks right at me into the camera and goes, oh, that's him, that's him. And she turns around and goes running over to him. <laughs> so I follow, and I, I slid around to, the, to get in front of her so you could kind of see her reaction. And, yeah, all of a sudden she's right there, and, and he, the guy you can tell looks at her because she's reacting big <laughs> to this guy. And she, he, he says, oh, you, you, so, uh, yeah, I don't know if he said if you're okay or what he said. And she goes, I'm related to him. And she's like, oh, well, unfortunately, we, he's the only one that we don't know what he looks like. <laughs> and I wanted to say, he looks like her. <laughs> right, right. But, uh, and then, yeah, we got the old, yeah, she, yeah, the big tears. And she didn't go up and bear hug him exactly. But she, you know, there's the hands touching him and. It was, it was yeah. a neat, neat moment. And then we did, after that, we went, and she's like, okay, I can't wait to find his, his grave because we were supposed to go in. We were going to go to Christ Church, and then we were going to come back to Christ Church Burying Ground. And mm-hmm. thank God we found it. She was actually sitting next to me, and they had given us maps of everything. Yep. And I was looking at it. We ended up finding that his grave is not in the burying ground. It's actually at the church site. So mm-hmm. we were able to get her over to his, his grave at the church site. Yeah, I mean, the, the whole experience in Philadelphia was fantastic. And I, I will call out Christ Church because their maps for not only the church site, but the churchyard are amazing. Yes. They said, if you know, anybody at the Christ Church, anybody connected with the Christ Church, well done, good job, awesome mm-hmm. maps. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you know, we were able to see the burial places of five of the signers of the, de- well, six if you include her relative, uh, yep. five of the signers of the declaration, uh, including Benjamin Franklin. Well, he, he didn't sign um, the declaration. He signed the constitution. Well, right, right. Um, so we got to see where Charles Lee is buried mm-hmm. in, in an inconspicuous little tiny grave, yeah. uh, there at, at Christ church. Um, but yeah, that, the whole experience in Philadelphia that, that, that day was, was awesome. We got to see the Liberty bell. Um, we got cheesesteaks, um, Sonny's cheesesteaks. We got to go to Independence Hall, which was neat. We got to see all of the great filming locations for National Treasure, which I know Hatfield, you're excited about. And um, that's where the tie to South Dakota was, <laughs> because I saw the filming locations for National Treasure too. That's true. So we went full but, circle because yeah, yeah, in South Dakota you saw filming locations for National Treasure too. Isn't that great? It, yeah, right. <laughs> Must have been fascinating. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> But um, Philadelphia is still it's it's a neat place to go, and there's a lot of good yeah. stuff so, to see there. Well, tell me about tell me about uh, the Independence Hall. Tell me, did you see my seat? <laughs> Jeez, um, they weren't marked, unfortunately. No. Um, oh, sorry, but sorry, I forget you were Dickinson. Yes, John Dickinson. Ah, okay. Yes. Um, they did not have the chairs marked that way. So if, if you ever get a chance to go there, yes, they have Independence Hall there, but you can't go out onto the floor where the signers signed it. You mm-hmm. have to stand at the back, and there's a big old balcony. Not balcony, but a banister that doesn't allow you to get right. out to that spot. But um, and, and truthfully, the only they said about the only original piece of furniture in there is the chair that uh, Washington sat in to preside was it Washington? Yeah. Yeah. With the uh, the sun? Yes, whether it was a setting or a rising sun. Right. 
Yeah, that was Washington's chair for the Constitutional Convention. Yes. Now, the other really, really cool place, and I kind of talked about this early on in the podcast, like not today, but like early on, early on, because I, yeah. I'd gone out there shortly after we went to, to Phil, I went to Philadelphia shortly after our Williamsburg experience, um, is the, Ameri- the Museum of the American Revolution. Ah, last day. And now was this the was this where the um, Washington's tent? Yes. Is? Yes. And the way that they present that is really really cool. Um, yeah. Brian. So yeah, why don't you go? Uh, let me. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll let you tell the story. Let me backtrack a tiny bit. Let's go back to Monmouth. Um, we're sitting in the Monmouth uh, Battlefield Visitor Center, and we're watching this little presentation about the battle. And they encourage you to get out and go see the battlefield so that at the very end of the video, the the video is, you know, the audio is still playing and the the wall behind the uh, the wall that you're looking at rises like lifts and there's a window that you can see the battlefield. So FAFs, it's a really kind of a cool way to experience the first side of the battlefield after watching the movie about the, the battle. Um, now fast forward to you're sitting in this theater at the Museum of the American Revolution and they're telling you about George Washington's leadership and all the things that he's done and and then Rude pick it up. Yeah, so when you're in there, it, 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 they're talking about the story of of Valley Forge and the and and everything else that goes along with uh, leading that army and all the trial like you said trials and tribulation and there's a back screen that comes up and you see the outline of what the tent looks like um, and there's do they have foggers in there too I don't think so no I don't think so no there weren't foggers but there was the, the you know but you could see the outline of this tent and then they right. had like. Um, sh- or then, then finally, the thing lifts and it goes silent and it lights up and you can see it, and then it kind of gets dark again and then you can see shadows cast like within the the tent itself as if there's mm-hmm. people in the tent um, yeah. working by candlelight and then and then it ends and you can kind of look at it and then you leave but it's it's really really neat. Yeah, I'm looking at a picture of it right now. You know, and it's it's not a huge tent. It's not a small tent. Um, you know, it, it would be a typical. So you just you're just really looking at the exterior. They don't have any. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, you don't okay. get to see the inside at all, um, because they're trying to preserve it. So it's it's very uh, light controlled. Um, very, um, it's all behind glass. So it's I'm sure it's temperature controlled. Oh sure. Um, 100 for preservation purposes. Um, so I mean that thing's not going anywhere. Uh, but it's it's really cool, and then they do a really good. From there, then you go into the museum and into the gallery itself, and it's a a um, uh, what would you call? Uh, it's chronological. Chronological. From, there you go. All, I mean, really, all the way back to French and Indian. Um, yeah, I mean, it 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 covers literally every period of the war. Right. Mm. It is so well done, and the 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 amount of like <laughs> it's not like this was found in this place and it's a it's a feather from a cap and no i mean they got like legit the statue of king george that was torn down after the reading of the declaration in new york city they have mm-hmm. pieces of the statue mm-hmm. yeah i mean I we're talking the, legit of artifacts legit artifacts yes. <laughs> and the thing was i was always under the impression that it wasn't 100% sure that that statue actually even existed 
Well, they got pieces of it, man. (laughs) Well, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, my God. That's amazing Mm -hmm. that that would be. Now, you also had a – I saw a picture of Joseph Plum Martin or the – yeah, kind of like a, he, a mannequin he, of him. Did they he, have he, any of his artifacts, or was it just oh, so here's somebody? That's Joseph Plum Martin. Martin came up almost every single day that we were out there. So yeah. like when when we put that out there, you had said something about oh this is whatever. It's like yeah, we've been talking about this guy all week long. Like he his, was. <laughs> I I know I've said it before, but his uh, memoir is so worth the read. I mean it is. But there's it's so, also I mean, there's written, so many anecdotal things that he uses in it that I still use in class today. Um, right. But, but there's one exchange where he and um, uh, he's kind of in this distance from these uh, British soldiers who had just been attacking like a fort that he was like, you know, in. And they are talking trash to each other, but they're doing it in 18th century speak. Right. And, <laughs> and how he's writing it out is just kind of like, you You were like, this is a weird thing. It's like, oh, they're talking junk to each other. Right. That's totally <laughs> what they're doing, because he's like, you know, he was like, uh, the British were like, so um, hope none of you were injured too badly in our, you know, thrashing of you or whatever. And he's like, well, <laughs> um, you know, and he said, well, I think it was just a dog, but um, maybe you guys could send a doctor over to look at it, seeing as you guys are of the same breed, you know. Mm. I mean, that, I mean he, he really, I mean, he's and I'm just like, this is awesome. I mean, like, just talking some trash, but um, it's, but overall, the entire book is is really well. Well, and it's what we found out thing. is that he wrote that memoir like 50 years after the war. Yeah. yeah. Um, which doesn't necessarily mean anything, but like, yeah, he, he got brought up multiple times yeah. throughout the Yeah, week. he did. Um, I mean, he was he was at Valley Forge, so it makes sense that he would be brought up more than once. Right. Exactly. <laughs> right. Um, excuse me. Um, I think a lot of his, uh, a lot of uh, the information or, uh, you know, stuff that they talk about, I think could have been also from his writings too, but uh, where at the museum? No, no, no. Just in, in general. Um, you know, when people talk about Valley Forge, I think a lot of some, not a lot. Cause I mean, there were so many people that were there, but um, they use some of, I think some of his writing. For well, they that. use a little bit, but uh, I mean, the, the problem is, and they told us there's not a lot of, there's very, very, very few primary sources from the soldier's perspective. There's a number from the officer's perspective, sure. but that's mm-hmm. because the officers were the ones that were educated and had the ability to read and write. Um, and that's why there aren't nearly as many uh, perspectives from the soldier's perspective because they could yeah, not read the and common write. man right yeah from the common yes and he also um complains quite a bit speaking of which that after his uh, military services over a lot of the promises of money and all that kind of stuff that he was given was never followed oh through. sure oh yeah without and, a doubt um, yeah he complained a lot about that in it too but it's just but it's just it's really i mean he uh, yeah, there's so, many, there's so many amazing anecdotes of things that he talks about. Like they were, be, they would be given um, uh, basically shots of whiskey for every cannonball that they chased down to bring back, so that they could shoot it at the British because they were so <laughs> they didn't have any, you know, their their ammunition was so low that they would literally have to chase down cannonballs that were shot at them and bring them back. And if they did, then they would get like a shot of whiskey. Now, there's a couple so. things that would need to be said here about this. Number one, um, 
the idea of the shrapnel shell that with the exploding shrapnel shell wasn't something that was a big thing at that time in that type of style of warfare. They literally were bowling with their uh, cannons. Well, they did have some explosives. They had some, but not a lot. Yeah. And it was at that time, it was so primitive that they didn't necessarily trust it. So a lot of times what they would try to do is literally get on the flank. And, and this is what they said is one of the very few things that the Patriot got right is right. that they were literally trying to take off legs of, of, of fighters with the cannonballs because it was solid steel shot they were sending down range. Yeah, basically shooting ground balls instead of fly balls. Right. And, um, <laughs> which, and speaking of which, when I was driving down to Georgia, we drove through the Santee. Oh, there you go. Ah, very nice. The second thing is you happen to be talking to one of the members of the greatest cannon battalion ever assembled. Oh, boy. So just don't forget that. Um, okay. And there's, by- a, there's, a, there's a lot of context you're missing here, clearly. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's just say that, that there's video, and there is a good chance that that video will be released, but we will talk about that later. Right. Mm. Um, mm. Yes. <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, I don't know. I don't this know. Last that, time I tried to bring is, it up, we had to go back and, and edit This it. is that premium content we talk about sometimes. Oh, is it really? Uh-huh. Oh, all right. Well, maybe we should uh, get into that. <laughs> oh, now we can. Let's force it. Let's go ahead and force it through. Yeah, or well, we can follow directions and do it. Whatever. Oh, geez. Anyway. here we go. So, so anyway, we got some new stuff coming up. That the point is, that we've talked yes. Go ahead. The, yeah, the point is, we've got some new platforms, some new ideas, some new content coming up, and basically, all of these places we've talked about, we are now going to have video in which you can experience, uh, to some degree, the same things that we experienced. Brian, you've kind of spearheaded a lot of that, so I'll kind of let you talk about what that's going to look like and where to find it. Well, if you go to uh, YouTube and search the History Bros, it might take you a second because we are just starting out. So the search engine isn't going to say, oh, you mean this History Bros? It's going to throw a bunch of different stuff at you. But check our social media, check Facebook. I know that we've shared our links several times there. Uh, We're putting out what are called Stories from the Road. And these are quick, uh, you know, everywhere from two to four-ish minutes, um, little videos of, like, places that we've been. We, we, we do the Philadelphia trip. We've talked about that. We've got a couple of videos there. Uh, we do a couple of Rude's um, South Dakota trip. There's uh, – we'll be posting a video from Hatfield Savannah trip. So – uh, the places that we go, you'll get to see them with us. Uh, now they'll be delayed a little bit, but you know, that's the, that's the downfall of not being able to, uh, edit it immediately and send it right out. You know, it does take a little bit of time, but hopefully every week we've got a new story from the road. Uh, we have six that are scheduled. We've got, um, by the time you're hearing this, we will have a third video out uh the third video is from independence uh national historical park so you'll get to see the liberty bell you'll get to see independence hall um you'll get to see the signers hall so it's just a little quick view into the places that we go hopefully to spur you into seeing these places as well because we always talk about the power of place and to be able to see these places that we visited uh is is 
very important to take in and uh, understand the history around these places. So that's what we wanted to do. Um, with Hatfield, he mentioned earlier that he's going to do some family stuff. That is going to be a longer series. Uh, we're going to call that um, Hatfield History. And we've talked about, we've actually got a little quick five-second teaser video um, of just the the mountains of West Virginia and, and whatnot, just kind of a, a way to introduce that series. So that'll be coming soon. Um, so yeah, just again, check out our social, check out our Facebook, and there's links for our YouTube channel there. Uh, we would love for you to subscribe so that you can go along these journeys with us. And right now, all of this is free content, correct? Yep. Absolutely. So you don't have, I mean, we've talked about Patreon. We still haven't fully set that up yet, so we're not going there just yet. No, um, this is all free. Now, there is some stuff that we have set aside. Don't fear not, brothers. Uh, <laughs> we have some things that were set aside that I want to keep special uh, for when the Patreon thing does happen so that, uh, you know, we've got some goodies to share with our with our future patrons, so. But I'm excited for the stories from the road stuff because there's so many things we've talked about and there's only so much you can do to describe things. Right. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, we can always tell stories till, you know, for a certain time. Uh, after a while, people are like, oh, I think I'd like to see that. Well, we can help you out. We can help I think you out. It's, with that. it's a good, it's a good way of truly exhibiting power of place if you're Agreed. actually going to be sure. there. So. Well, and it's also an opportunity, you know, the thing is we got to travel together the first time long before we knew what we were doing with Williamsburg, you know, with this, you know, when we went to Williamsburg, we had no, when we left there, we had no idea we were going to do this. Now right. we, you know, we did, Brian and I got to, had the chance to get together and we could do a little bit of stuff to put out there, but we all individually do some traveling and this is an opportunity to take advantage of all of that, even if all three of us can't be there. Uh, we have a way to bring some of that to you, um, whether it's because you enjoy history and want to, or, or enjoy us. I can't imagine anybody who really enjoys us, but the stuff <laughs> we talk about is good enough. Um, or, you know, I maybe you're a teacher and you want to talk about a place, and, but you don't necessarily have time to go into a big diatribe about it. Uh, we've got you covered with two, three, four, five minute little stories. So pe your, your students can sure. experience some of that place uh, while still being able to, to continue to move on with what you're doing. Um, you know, so this should be, it should be some good stuff. It really should be fun. And, and like I said, I, I'm very excited for it. Uh, I, th I think it's going to be uh, fun for us and hopefully fun for you too. Agree. Yes. You know, well, I mean, we hope it's not. We're not just doing it just to hear ourselves talk. We're yeah, well, you know, yeah, it's be I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> it, well, most of us won't be. Right, 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 right. But uh, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm very excited. At Hatfield, I, you do not screw up this this Hatfield <laughs> thing because I'm very, 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 very excited to see what you come up with with all that. Well, there's yep. no guarantees. Well, you're the actor, so gosh darn it, <laughs> you got the training. Well, we're gonna um, we're gonna have just basically not a whole lot of time, um, and uh, so to try and go and see these, um, you know, places and whatnot. I'm not entirely certain what all we're actually going to be able to get to do. 
Sure. Um, but we're um, well, the main if, point. If you one got, of the main, the high points I know is we'll be going to the Hatfield Cemetery, so you'll be able to see the statue of Devil Hands and that kind of stuff. So. But you know, that's the thing is you can take some really good pictures, and we can do, or you can do voiceover after the fact. No, not even pictures, but take some good video B-roll. Type oh no, stuff. we'll be no, we'll um, we'll be doing that. Um, yeah, um, trying taking some video and stuff on there and. Well, there you go. But, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. So be looking for that in the uh, coming weeks. And, and the best part is Hatfield. Then you've got it marked down uh, for your his, for your family, and it's 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 done. Well, that's kind of one of the main points. Exactly. Because yeah, when we went the last time, I want to have specific. Like, I wouldn't be able to find where some of these places are. Right. And so now I'm going to actually take like specific. Like, I'm going to try and probably pull out my phone for like google maps and try and do screenshots of the exact or try to do exactly where we are in terms of um uh geocaching yeah no not not geocaching i was saying orienteering but right yeah there you go well there you go well folks we've got uh, a lot of new stuff coming out we hope you check that out as brian said Uh, a lot of new stuff (laughs) a lot it is a lot of new stuff it really is um you know, and, and at this point, we've got a month and a half worth of new stuff coming out on a weekly yep. basis on Fridays at 3, correct? Yeah, new episodes will drop Fridays at 3 p.m. That's central time. So if you're listening to other places, you can figure that out because I'm not smart enough. <laughs> and then, of course, we still have the podcast going on here. You can hear what we're doing. Um, again, we love it when you, you let us know what you like, what you don't like, or, or what you think you'd like us to talk about. Feel free to send those in, and we'll see if we can't get those worked in. I know of at least two or three guests that we're looking at. One of them, we talked about Lindsay Randall. I think she's coming on to talk about Pea Ridge and a general from that area. I know that Arch Hunter has already said he'd be glad to come on, and I think we'll talk about the Battle of Paoli with him. Uh, and we've got a few others kind of on the docket. So lots of big things coming up here over the course of the next few um, months, we'll just say. Yep. So with that, uh, anything else, guys? No, I think no. It's good to be. It's good to talk to you guys again. It's yeah, good to it's talk good to you back. guys. All right. Well, with that, then we'll uh, we'll hang it up here. I am Corn, uh, sponsored or uh, not sponsored. Corn joined by Dirty and NASCAR. That's Jason Rude, Brian Geldmacher, Jason Hatfield. Thank you for tuning in. We are the History Bros. Have a good one. We'll talk to you soon. See you. Peace out. Deuces. <laughs>